You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19. So if I rush, you know, I love to quote, but many times I also want people to look at the scripture because there is power in looking at the word of God. Hallelujah. You see, I want to say to everybody that the, the miracle of this venue, just don't worry. You are going to experience the same type of miracle in your life. You will see the favor of God at work in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. The lady that wrote the testimony, I was actually moved by her testimony. I remember when she came to talk to me, I we were just gisting. The first time that she was turned down, then the second, when I saw her on Facebook and I saw her in, in Poland or whatever, I was so happy, or Denmark, I was just so happy. Can you imagine her first time of entering an aircraft? She didn't, she didn't enter from Abuja to Lagos or Lagos to Portago, straight to Amsterdam. Fantastic. I love that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, amen. Behold, I will do a new thing now. It will spring forth and shall ye not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You remember where we stopped last week? God who commands his light to shine out of darkness. So when God sees darkness, he calls light out of darkness. When God sees a dead situation, he calls life out of it. So he said to darkness, let there be light. And he did not even address darkness at all. So when Jesus called for Lazarus, and I, I, I spoke a bit about that first service, Jesus did not say anything about spirit of death arrest you. He just said Lazarus comfort. Because when you are standing before a, the grave, whether a situation that depicts a grave in your life or the grave in the real sense of it, uh, one thing is sure, life can come out of grave if thanksgiving is offered. I said that first service. So Jesus find out what he said before he said Lazarus comfort. He said that, Lord, I thank you because you hear me always. So that means there is something about thanksgiving demystifying the grief. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. So um, Jesus also called for plenty from shortage. There were over 10,000 people to be fed and only a boy had five loaves and two fishes. And the Bible says Jesus collected it he lifted it up to heaven and he gave thanks. There is a way you can lift up your life as an offering to God. There is a way you can lift up your business, your family, as an offering to God in praise. And we'll see an example of a woman that did that in the Old Testament. So, this is the principle. The hand of God comes upon it when praise is offered on it. I'm going to put my praise on it. You know that song? Yes, sir. Hallelujah. There is so... <laughs> So, we, we, we just established in first service that one of the ways through which God gives life to the dead situation is to offer, uh, teach us, is to offer praise or to let praise fall on it. Jesus did it, and if you do it, you are going to experience the same thing. Lazarus can come out of the grave when there is sufficient thanksgiving offered before the grave. Did you get that? Somebody say amen to that. Amen. So, now, this scripture, I want to just quickly look at, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, when we see a promise from the Bible, the next is to find out, we must understand how God works because there are uh, miracles that, are, uh, uh, that God will do because of his sovereignty. But there are other miracles 
that God will demand that you take a step. So that is why one of the gifts of the Spirit is working on miracle. So at times, miracles are worked out when the steps to be taken are understood by man, then there can be miracles produced, and you need to understand this. So Ephesians 5.1 says, be imitators of God as is their children. So we, we, we copy God's steps in doing things, and there's one I want to show us. So when you read a promise like, I will make road in the wilderness, I will make rivers in the desert, the next question should be, how does he make rivers in the desert? There must be examples in the Bible because Bible is so clear that it gives us uh, uh, what God can do. It also teaches how man can enter into what God can do. Praise the Lord. So now we know God makes road in the wilderness. God makes rivers in the desert. But how? What do I do that turns my desert to a place of water that the dryness disappears? So, we just want to consider an example or two examples. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, number one, you've read before. I'll quote that because of time, but I would like us to read the second one. But the first one, you've read before, when three kings in 2 Kings chapter 3, and they came to meet Elisha the prophet. Do you remember? And then the Bible says that after the three armies walked around and around, there was no water. And then, of course, death was sure. So, want to go and fight a battle and not to have uh, water. That means, so, one of them, eventually, they found their way. Somebody said that Elisha is there. So, they went to see Elisha that used to pour water on Elijah. And when they got to Elisha, Elisha said something. Why is it that praise is connected to abundance? When he saw Ahab, who was a very wicked king, his anointing evaporated. He was angry. And he said, go to the prophets of your father and of your mother. But then he looked at Joseph and said, you, you are a good man. Because of you, I'm going to respond. You need water. You are in a desert. You need rivers in the desert. What are we going to do? So how did Elijah, how did Elisha do it under the anointing? He said, bring me a misrael. Mm. Are you following me? Bring me a misrael. And the Bible says that when the misrael started playing, the spirit of God came upon him. And he said, you shall not see rain. You shall not see wind. But this valley will be filled with water. And by the following morning, they saw a river. A, a river broke open from somewhere. So they had river in the desert by a prophetic word that was propelled by praise. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. The prophet looked at their hopelessness. He wanted to give them a word, but he could not connect to the word on time. But as soon as the mystery, as soon as praise was offered, as soon as worship was offered, the anointing came upon him and there was a solution. So, two things brought that water in that desert. The prophetic word he gave and the praise that led to the prophetic word. So that's why Psalm 149 says, let the high praise of God be in their mouth and two-edged sword. So it's a combination of two things. A word and praise. Many of you have received promises from God. You need to do like Abraham, not stagger, but begin to give glory to God. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. But this second example is showing more, and I'm getting ready to close. I'm, I want us to read Genesis chapter 16. Praise the Lord. Are you following me? Genesis 16. This week, you are going to praise God like never before. You must have a time that you separate yourself from everybody, even if it's 10 minutes. 
Do this every day. His praise must be in your mouth continually. Now, look at this. Okay, let's start from, I think we should go down to verse 11 or so, where a guy was driven out. And behold, the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, thou art with a child, and shall be a son, and shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has had the affliction. Next verse. It will be a white man. His hand will be against every man, and the hand of every man against him. This is what they understand in Israel very well. So terrorists don't invade Israel. We, we kill one Israeli, they kill 100 back. After killing 100, then you can sit down, conference table, and talk. Because they don't practice Jesus' teaching, which we practice, love your neighbor. They practice the law of Moses, 50-50, tit for tat. If your enemy does it, you do this. You understand? That's law of Moses. That's what they practice in Israel. And he's working for them. It's not for us Christians. We, we, we work in law. They, they don't work in law. They work by the law of Moses. When you kill one of them, they must kill back. That's what Moses taught. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Under Moses, if a woman should insult her husband, we'll bring her to church. All of us will stone her. But we have never stoned anybody. <laughs> Thank God for Jesus. Amen. The law is always putting women down. Any church that is given to the law, they call women devil. They tell women to dress somehow. But you see, all those laws don't affect men. So when Jesus came, he never blamed a single woman. He called Peter Satan. He told John to shut up when he wanted to call down fire. But Jesus never had a problem with him. Even the one caught in very out of adultery, Jesus decided to. You know, and the law is terrible. The law will always favor a particular gender. Men can marry five wives in some religions, but a woman cannot marry more than one husband. That's the way the law is. That's why Jesus is not for the law. And law is wicked. They called the woman. They said they caught her in the adultery in the very acts. In the very act means that she was having sex with a man. And only the woman was brought out. See, the guy was their pally. When they caught her, the guy just did like, okay, you boy, go, 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 go. And then they took the lady. You are, you are, and they wanted to stone her. Nobody asked the question. Sorry, you said she was caught in the very act. Where is the man that was in the act with her? Well, that's the law. The man went, they, they took the woman. And they felt righteous about it. Hallelujah. Amen. One of the old holiness churches, in, in America, the pastor had teach for 40 years, it was about 70 something now, that you cannot remarry, that he says, sin is this one, that one, you know when God wants to show you some things it will show you, it will just let you see yourself in the equation so the daughter, very wonderful lady, got married to the son of the archdeacon of the church everybody in the church, the whole church attended the wedding, everybody celebrated the wedding they knew when they were in school together, they, it was what everybody prayed for. And she got pregnant. And then the day she was going to deliver, the husband just came back home, kissed her at the forehead and told her that, I just realized that I should have been gay. I should have, that I should have married a man. I said, so the marriage ends now. All the others went to, they told them that, no, 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 so you forget about the Bible, that I, all my life following that Bible, I made a mistake. Now they realized that. So she, he actually went to marry a man and he was staying with a man. The daughter, 20, the lady, 23. So she moved back to her father's house. Her father was looking at her every day. Does it mean because of what the other guy did? She was faithful. So that means if she will live to be 80, she will continue to live like this. 23 to age 80. How many years? 57. Like that. For what she had no clue, what she did not. And she didn't marry a non-believer. She married a solid Christian. But Satan entered the Christian. So every day she will be crying, the father will pass. Because of what he had been teaching, he would do as if he would not pretend. 
But you see, one day couldn't take it anymore. He just told her that daughter, if you find another Christian to marry, go and marry. So a school teacher moved to that school, he joined the everybody loved the man. All the sisters just were hiring the man. For some reason, the man decided that is this lady with a child that I want to marry. So this is why I told I spoke a lot to singles. You don't need to cover your past. You might not go about telling everybody, but when you meet the person you want to marry, you should tell the person. If it's your person, it will stay. When you let the person know by himself, the argument there will now be that, why didn't you tell me? I don't know how many other things you are hiding. You should be playing with the person who wants to get married. Amen. I understand that people plant, people will play religion, we try to be hard on people when they, you see, grace has saved everybody. We will see some ladies, now some of them, they have children, and maybe they have a daughter or two, and then because uh, she had sex with one guy, once, but some other people too have sex, they just didn't get pregnant. Is that right? So, some other people wanted to, but God just saved them. I got born again in GSS3. I had planned that I was going to be a bad boy in SS1. That was my plan, me and my friends. We planned that when we get to SS1, we'll become bad. But Jesus arrested me. And, ah... Uh, Stop me from doing all the bad things I plan to do. <laughs> you understand? Now, anyway, that's, are, you, are you following me? Eventually, he told her to go and marry, and she married. So, when he saw Papa Egin, he was asking Papa Egin that he, said, he told Papa Egin the story, and he said, that, Did I act right? Egin said, Honestly, I too, I don't know. That I am also, I was brought up to say that there's no condition which a Christian can remarry. He said, But now I'm beginning to pray. Because when you consider what Paul said, he said, if a party departs, you are not under the law. That means a party departs, you are free. Now, that freedom is what theologians are trying to debate. Some say you are free to remain by yourself. But Paul didn't say anything about remain. Now, he didn't say anything about remain. just said you are free. I believe freedom means that if somebody... It's not, you don't live with somebody for some marriages. Eh? Anyway, we are not, we, there will be a particular month that we talk about home. And we talk about this. I think I was quite... Uh, hot with um, the young people on, on Sunday, the singles Sunday evening, which is very important. Next to, your next to making the choice to follow Christ, getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, who you are going to marry is another very important. It can spoil the whole equation no matter the education, no matter what you have. I mean, you just remain hanging there. So, but then God is merciful. He can give second chance to people. I believe that God, even if getting married again is wrong, I believe God can forgive. Yeah. Otherwise, we put some people in bondage forever to say that they cannot remarry. And not, honestly, some partners, are, they behave like somebody that's... <laughs> when you say wicked and unreasonable men, we also have wicked and unreasonable people. We have them in society. Or very unreasonable. So, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> this one led me to all that. So, you know this story. The angel oh, I have to, was talking to Agai and was don't some of that look bad. Don't help me to look at time. <laughs> the angel said to Agai, This is the kind of boy you are going to have. So a promise was given about the future of Ishmael that he will be a great guy. He will have 10 princes under him. God later said that to Abraham. But the angel was telling Sarah here, uh, telling Agai here. Now, 21. And I will look at one more scripture and then we'll stop. Genesis 21. Hallelujah. Genesis 21. Genesis 21. Just go down, maybe verse uh, 12 or 13, now, or which verse now. Genesis 21. I want to see where 
Abraham told her to leave, and then something happened in that one also. Genesis 21. Mr. Bible. Where's my Bible? <laughs> my time is running and you are wasting my time more. Hallelujah. Genesis 21. Can we open there, please? If the screen will not work, we have our Bible. Go to verse, go down, go down, verse 16. Verse 16. Um, she went and sat under over a, a good way off as it were, a bow shot. Said, let me not see the death of the child. Next verse, verse 17. God heard the voice of the lad. And the angel called to Agar, verse 18. Arise, lift up the lad and hold him in thy hand. For I will make him a great nation. That's what I want to bring you now. You know the story. If you are not familiar, I'll just say a bit of it. So, the one that we read first, when she got pregnant, you know, Papa Abraham, Sarah told, her that, told him that, oh, yeah, I can't get pregnant, sleep with my maid. And he did. You see, he must have been hired the maid before. I hope Abraham won't slap me when we get to him. Naughty boy, did you say that about me? <laughs> Amen. But for some reason, the wife suggested that, you see, I can't, and it happened after God just spoke to him on the mountain. When God speaks to you, please be careful what happens next. Satan will come for that word. So Abraham fell flat. God told him that you will have a son. He came down, chapter 15. He came in chapter 16, and the wife said that, you know what? God has stopped me from getting them, and then he did. She got pregnant. Of course, when you arrange something in the flesh, it will burn your hand. She got pregnant and she could no longer sweep. She was just walking like this around Madame. dam. And Sarah told Abraham that it's your fault. She's pregnant now. I am no more mistress. And Abraham said, what, what, what's my business with that? She's still your maid. Deal with her. Why you tell a woman to deal with another woman? God help you. <laughs> I heard that from Ms. Otabi. She did it well. So she ran away. So when she ran away, the angel gave her a word that the baby in your womb shall be born. So to become a great man, he will have nations undying. But you go back to your mother and your mistress and submit yourself. Never get out of a place prematurely. We go to that another day. Everything has time and season. So she went back to Sarah. The Bible said, go and submit yourself. For the angel called her a guy, the maid of Sarah. That we have not declared you independent yet. So go back. So that was when the promise was given to her. But in chapter 1, Ishmael now was 14 and Isaac was born. And they saw him kicking Isaac. And Sarah said, I said, that, hell no, I won't take this. And Sarah told Abraham that, you know what? She leaves the house with her son today. And Abraham didn't want to do it. Then Abraham just said the voice of God, Abraham, do exactly what thy wife said. Eh? So Abraham put water on her shoulder and they left. Now, as she got to the wilderness, the water finished. So she put the boy, 14, Ishmael, under a tree. And she went to sit down. You know, she grew up as a slave. She was one of the people given to Abraham in Egypt. And she sat down. Now, I've said a lot about that one time. Abraham went to Egypt and then um, Agai was given. Maybe she was around 9, 10 then. She was not attractive. But after some years, she started becoming attractive in Abraham's house. Sometimes Satan can actually plant a seed in people's life, waiting for the time to see there are some... When you pray in the Spirit, the Lord will help you vet your life, see some things, remove some things. So Jesus said, Satan, he said, Peter, Peter, Satan desires to have you. He said, but I have prayed for you. So it's not at times about the present issues you are having. Sometimes something can be waiting for you in the future. I say to all young ladies here, there is a way you can pray that can remove bad men away from your path. 
Because when you pray in the Spirit, the Holy Ghost can foresee the future and go there and remove what's going to harm you before you get there. It is very possible. People who pray when they are pregnant on their belly, stubborn children can be taken away. Something happens to the child inside is conceived as a good seed. It cannot turn bad. This is why it is important to pray. But anyway, that's, are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can pray ahead of time. Amen. So <laughs> the angel appeared. So the water finished. So he put the child down. She said, I don't want to see how this child will die not having water. Then the angel told her to do something. So they, it was looking like an, a hopeless situation, another wilderness. And they were actually literally in the wilderness. Then the angel said, that, Go and pick up that boy. What you do, a guy, this increase will not come. Solution will not come. Hope will not come by dropping the boy. Oh, I speak by the Spirit. I am talking to some people right now. It is not changing the line of your business that gives you prosperity. At times, many people do what Aga is doing. Because the situation is hopeless, you lay down the vision. And you sit away from the vision. You lay down the dream. You lay down the business. Sometimes a little, a little, very little misunderstanding relationship, you want to do away with that partner, hoping that the next person will be better. There are cases where you have to walk away from somebody, but there are also some other cases where you have to stay and understand how to work out because you don't know what will happen with the other person coming. Are you following what I'm saying? So the angel told her that, no, this is the way of producing water in the wilderness. Go and carry the boy and lift up the boy. When you lift up anything, is it called to praise? He said, when you lift up the boy, then I will tell you what shall become of the boy. He said, for I will multiply the boy. So, Agai understood. She also did the same thing Elijah did. In chapter 16, she received a prophetic word about the future of Ishmael. But later she laid down, she, the angel said, no, take that word we told you in chapter 16 and lift up the boy. Lift up praise with the word. Ishmael will not die. When she did and lifted up the boy, she saw a well and water started flowing. There is always a well in every desert of life. It is those who praise that their eyes will be open to see. No matter where the desert is, any desert that you are in life, there is always a well. It is called the law of recognition. It is only when your eyes of understanding are open that you see. But there is no wilderness a Christian gets to. Remember Acts chapter 15 verse 18. Known unto God are all his works before the foundation of the earth. And remember Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not work. He leadeth me besides. God will never allow you to be led into a situation where there is no water at all. So when you don't see it, that does not mean it does not exist. Can I hear amen? Yeah. Is somebody hearing me? So when you appear to be stranded, you are not. Your shepherd, according to Psalm 23, he leads you beside still water. He restores your soul. He leads you in the path of righteousness. There is someone leading you. He can never lead you to a place where there is no water. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, but there will be many places where you might not see the water initially. Begin to praise him. Your eyes will be open. Did somebody get what I've just said now? Praise the Lord. I want to say it again. Make up your mind every day to spend time to praise God. And when you do it, do it with an attitude. Lay down before God. Lay all things before him. Worship him with the, with the whole of your heart. Don't sing pressing phone and do as if you are talking. Recognize the fact that you are before the almighty and you offer him praise. 
some beautiful things will start happening. Hallelujah. Changes will start occurring. Things will start happening. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You need it. I told them that the, the, the last thing that happened about this venue was it, which one? Which one? One of the days I came here and I, I was actually praising God here. And when I was true, what was what I, I just said? It was in the morning. Call the agent and t tell him that we are paying for social number of years. We are not increasing it. If you are not okay, carry your building and go and give somebody else. That was what I told the lawyer. I wanted to argue with God that Lord, this is against faith. We'll be standing by faith that we have enough money or they will change their mind. But if I say they should go, I'm releasing them because in the spirit we are bound all those who wanted to pay. <laughs> When we, we, we pray together here. So I'm like, Lord, if we say you can go ahead, I'm releasing the man. And I end my son, no, just, just follow what you. So I told the man that name. And he thanked me. He said, okay, so I'll consider other people now. Thank you. But by 10 p.m. night, I called back and he said, you know what, since you spoke in the morning, I just couldn't rest. So that was what made him to actually bypass other people. Just a word. Praise is powerful. Something good is coming into your life. Yeah. And something good is flowing from you to other people. Yeah. In the name of Jesus Christ, you begin to see miracles in the desert, rivers in the desert. Shall we rise in the name of Jesus Christ? Is someone blessed this morning? Sorry, it's a short message. I just wanted to tell you that this is the power of praise. Amen. There's no way you will walk in life that times you won't meet wilderness. But I've just delivered into a what to do, what to, what to do when you are in the wilderness of life. You can lift up your hands and begin to praise Him. Harvest will come. Jesus said it is so bread. The disciple looked and said, what is this among so many? Jesus said to the disciple that you don't understand the secret. You are looking at the bread, but you are not putting praise on the bread. When you put praise on these five loaves, it will be sufficient to feed all these people. And that was what happened. Put praise. Praise. Lift up your hands. Can we practice this in just two, three minutes? Can you praise God where you are? Just praise Him. Begin to thank Him for your life and what He's done before. Then begin to focus on His ability. His ability. Whatever you focus on, just like a magnifying glass, we magnify. I refuse to look at how hard certain things are. I refuse to look at what I even consider difficult. But my eyes are on you. I give you praise. You are mighty. You are great. You are awesome. Your yes is final. That's the final yes. It does not matter what I said no. When you have not said no, it's not equal to no. I worship you. I worship you. I give you praise. If you need to sing, sing right now. Oh Lord, my eyes are on you. I praise you. I am with the one with whom all things are possible. I am with the one that cannot be intimidated by any situation. I am with the almighty. It can reverse anything, anything. He knows nothing about impossible situation. Nothing is impossible with him. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You can praise him without an instrument. You can sing to him. Just let it come from your heart. Let it come from your spirit. Let it come from your heart. Let's end the service on that note today. Let it come from your heart. Let it come from your spirit. Give him praise. You are my God. And your name is Yahweh. All things are possible. 
Oh, you can make road in the wilderness. You can make rivers in the desert. You have done it before. You can always do it. I worship you. All things are possible with you. If there is a particular issue, just say, Lord, I lay this at your feet right now. attack you just feel that you are just bombarded on every side please go ahead and express more worship watch the man of war watch him step in just give him praise yeah, my God. many things. Now, it can mean different things to different people, but the, the, the certain thing is, there were things you used to have. Maybe you were wealthy one time. Maybe there were things working for you one time, and then somehow everything knows died. I have a word for you, and I'm speaking under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that the second half of the year, you will be lifted you will have more than what you had before. For the latter end shall be greater than the former. In the name of Jesus Christ. For his grace is flowing into your life. His grace is flowing into your life. I also am led to pray for those who have missed opportunity. Whatever opportunity you have missed. Everybody put, your, put down your hand. But if you belong to this group, lift up your hand. 
you there were some opportunities that you could have taken advantage of somehow you missed those opportunities lift up your head i just want to pray for you thank you lord jesus in the name that is above every name oh thank you lord oh there, there is so much grace in the house so instead of praying i will just prophesy in the name of jesus so i i prophesy to you by the power of the holy spirit greater opportunities are coming Amen. and this time around receive grace not to miss any of those opportunities in the name of jesus yes thank you lord jesus oh you got times and seasons in your is bringing back those opportunities in a bigger way you call for light out of darkness. You don't need no man. You don't need a man to speak to God. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.